Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. What's going on, man? Just here for another episode of Startup Hustle, which is brought to you by Fullscale.io. You heard of those guys before? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just here to drink coffee. I know. You're doing a great job. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Can't believe I let you do that. Yeah. Anyway. Just here for the coffee today. And, and our content. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. Yeah. I believe that. So for those of you listening, we'll let Matt just drink coffee and yep. I will just converse with today's guest who is here to help us in our continued discovery of up and coming health care technology. Her company is one of the launch KC participants in the health tech vertical. And we've had some prior guests in here on that. So we're going to Go ahead and introduce Linda Bernier, the CEO of Spoke Health. Linda, hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Hello, hello, hello. Well, thanks for coming in. Yeah, we had a big debate as whether it was Bernier, Bernier, or, or different stuff. Yeah. You can in Vegas say Bernier. Bernier, yes. That's just over the edge. We did leave that one out. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, we've edge. had listeners in 190 countries. So, someone in France is cringing right now, yes. or yes. somewhere in a country that speaks French. Actually, uh, Quebec is where my roots are. So oh, yeah. we forget say about it. French and French Canadian. Right. Yes. We have a very unique language. Yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, if I'm ever up there hunting pelts, that's <laughs> not how the French ended up in Canada. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, I like it when you're interactive. So go ahead and uh, grab your phone, open a browser, do whatever you need to do. Go to spokehealth.com. You can get a basic overview while we talk to Linda about what her company does. So with that, Linda, why don't you tell us what your company does? Great. Thanks for having me here uh, among the uh, the fun, fun people. So Spoke Health is a technology platform built to create a marketplace for low cost, high quality um, episodes of care, like surgeries. So um, we have a platform that uh, can be used by TPAs, um, third-party benefit administrators, payers, and health systems. Ultimately, it's for employers who are self-funded. And what we do is we help their employees navigate a really stressful experience like a surgery. So we say from ouch to outcome. So when somebody has a surgery that they are about to engage in, we identify um, if they're eligible for a program that we would actually put them in, which we would facilitate um, the shopping experience for a provider, guide them to a lower quality, uh, higher quality, lower cost provider, and then um, help them and nudge them pre and post care. And so Matt needs a knee replacement. Yep. Because he's getting old. Yep. And... We're self-insured. We're self-insured. Yep. So we would use your product for me to figure out where I can get the cheapest, worst, no, best <laughs> and cheapest knee replacement. Correct. You would. Um, so the employer would use our solution to basically help their employees through this very stressful. Which episode. helps the company save money. Absolutely, as well. twenty-five to fifty percent um, savings. 
So today, well, you people... know, we we create competition and things are cheaper. And now, well, as a yeah. shaper of words, I do not like the word cheapest. Yeah, it is the most affordable. Yes, most, well, but but, and, that, but that's yeah. got to be part of it, right? right? Like you mentioned, like I mean, it, you don't want the, the I don't want the the shittiest heart surgeon that is available. Right. Like right. you want you you might want value, you might want most affordable, but I think that's a key ingredient, right. isn't it? Well, it is. And, and we have an algorithm in our platform that identifies the quality, right? So someone who has done a lot of knees, for example, mm-hmm. you want to go to that person. Um, we also index the cost. So we know um, based on a contract, hopefully a bundled contract with, a, with a, uh, an employer, and also the ability to identify geographic locations. So if somebody is um, willing to drive, a little further, they could get an even lower um, cost and then potentially even, um, you know, get some incentive. So um, our clients right now are up to a $4,000 incentive to pick providers in their defined network. So how does this in, end up impacting the patient who maybe doesn't give a shit because well, they're well, not yeah. well, the hang on that before. And I want, that's an important question, but yep. um, that's the problem with our healthcare. We, totally we didn't, is. we didn't get into this. You, you deal primarily with companies that quote self-insure. Right. Correct. And I think that a lot of people listening probably aren't even aware that this is a thing. Yeah. So when companies get to a specific size and they're paying a ton for healthcare, which they do, no right. matter who you are, it actually on some levels makes sense to not pay these huge premiums and actually come out of pocket right. for different things. So that's then, that's exactly could, could you it. talk about that for a second and then sure. answer Matt's question? Cause I think, like I said, I, it, it was a, not until a couple of years ago, I even realized that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's a trend that's growing. So um, even groups of a hundred and, and more are going to, to self uh, self-insured. So they're, you know, there are 155 million people in the country covered by employers, right? So half the United States is is employer-sponsored coverage. And 100 million of those are self-funded um, employees with self-funded plans. 100 million people? 100 million. Wow. So right. two-thirds. Every well. big employer. So every right. big employer over um, a size of, you know, 100 or, or 500 or whatever are self-insured and they're growing, they're joining other self-insureds and collectives. Um, and that's a whole other, you know, lesson in, in um, employee benefits. But um, the, the truth of the matter is, is that they're not getting value by fully insuring, right, their employees. It's expensive. The uh, average increase per year is about 5.5% increase in healthcare costs every year. You know, and you people like just, me, I don't even go to the doctor. Right. I go like, seriously, I go like twice a year, exactly. if that, and and maybe once. And right. it's because they call and they're like, yeah, we want to do your annual physical and take a blood draw and whatever. Right. And then I don't go. And I probably spend $10,000 in premiums. Like yep. I've even made that comment. I said, I'd probably be cheaper for me. Just to pay out of pocket. Yeah. 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 Which is the trend toward high deductible health plans, which is the lowest, <clears throat> lowest cost um, plan. But um, with a high deductible, and you're just basically paying cash, and you're paying for um, a, you know a big event. Now, what do these companies do? You know, because uh, you mentioned the term "big event." That's mm-hmm. the reason you actually keep insurance. It's not right. about covering your annual exactly. trip for a physical. It's about what happens when something major happens and so, prescriptions. 
Yeah. True. Prescriptions, prescriptions right? Although um, ha- a lot of times people can go to the um, pharmacy and find out that their prescription through their employer is more than good RX or one of these coupons. So it's, it's a very interesting game. Okay. Right? But we insure ourselves because we, we think there might be some big event, some trauma, in which case if you don't have insurance, you can't fund it. It's a big deal. Right. Right. So. Um, and cu- getting coverage through your employer is um, is how we structure the healthcare system. It's either Medicare, Medicaid, you're uninsured, or you're in a, uh, you know covered by an employer. So the self-funded employers are really today driving the disruption in the industry. They're, the payers are not moving fast enough, and so you're seeing these consortiums of big payers like uh, our big employers rather like Marriott and others who are basically saying we're going to transform the industry our way because we hold the dollars. Now, didn't you know? I see was it there were some big tech CEOs or big CEOs of companies that got together that were kind yeah. of on this? Yeah. So you're seeing Amazon, mm-hmm. JP Morgan, yeah. um, right? That's called Haven. Uh, Walmart was a really one of the uh, pioneers in these programs and particularly in the surgery savings programs where they would take employees and and say, if you are um, going to have a surgery, we have a relationship, you know, with um, these clinics or Cleveland Clinic and we're going to send you there and we'll pay for your travel. And and they found that that ultimately saved the money and the employees had a, a great experience. So you mentioned, Matt, you talk about creating some competition. I think a lot of people also don't think that medicine is very much a business. And, yeah. you know, a lot of a lot of surgery places, it's not like you just go down to your local hospital. Some of these things are occurring and yep. they're private entity, private office kind of things. I mean, these are people that have like a marketing department and, and you know, different stuff like that. So, yeah, forcing them to be competitive is is probably quite effective. Is well, that is yeah. that the I mean, is yeah. that is that the thesis statement? With it us? is. It's absolutely a market place for competition. You're seeing it in the electives, right? Plastic surgery um, and, uh, you know, it could be dental and so forth. things like that. LASIK is a great example where people are paying out of pocket and when people are- They're more likely to price shop. Absolutely. When it's coming out of your own paycheck and your own pocket, you're going to shop. That was the thing you talked about with why, why do they care? Yeah. Because honestly, I, I don't care if it's right. not my money. I it, don't. You don't. I'm like, and I just want it to be convenient. But that's easy. the right. problem is, in some sense, we all should care because it ultimately makes our premiums higher too. Right. Yeah. I mean, and we so. should also all care about our carbon footprint and do different stuff yeah. like that. And I mean, and I'm just saying it's because hard. it's yeah. not always right direct because it's not directly in front of you in turnkey. It, right. Anything, it's human nature to take the path of least resistance, like yeah. every time. My kid right. broke their arm, I'm taking them to the hospital, I don't give a shit. Well, in right. that situation, that I think that's more like an emergency. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we're talking right now, although there are opportunities um, in that regard you know, with telemedicine and other um, you know technologies. However, in elective surgeries, um, like I have a friend who had hip replacement. And her, she has good healthcare coverage. And she said, yeah, it costs $100,000. But don't you think her employer didn't matter to her? She just went to whoever was she was referred to. But she could have gotten a hip for 50 And her employer could have sent her somewhere. Or she could have flown somewhere else in the world she and got it for 1000 She could have yeah. flown, right. And you also, <laughs> That's the other problem right. with this. It's crazy. Right. Well, you have to think about quality. And, and I. Yeah. so our platform actually has its roots in medical tourism. So we can right. talk a little bit yeah, about that. Yeah, I was going to bring that up because your yeah. uh, co-founder was in here meeting yeah. with us. And 
yeah. talked about that. And, you yeah. know, you guys have some roots in the Philippines as, as yeah, well absolutely. as we do. And, yeah. you know, it's, it, it blew my mind when we went to get um, healthcare uh, for our employees in the Philippines. And I was looking, they had kind of, it's funny, they sent over this brochure that was kind of like a menu yeah. of what to expect cost to be. I was like, I yeah. can get a heart surgery for six grand? Absolutely. Well, you know, that's how we started the medical tourism company. Yeah. So our founder, Jason, was in the, um, Thailand, actually, uh, with his wife. They were about to have a baby. They went to a hospital and um, they evaluated, okay, it's cash pay. They told them what the price was going to be. Did they want an, an upgraded two-bedroom suite, the meal plan, et cetera, right? So think of it as a bundled package, right? And um, they said, okay, $3,000. He walked out the door. Two other hospitals approached him and said, here's our package and our price. Now, can you imagine how, and you know, just efficient that is as a, a marketplace and had a fabulous experience to the point where he went back and had his second baby in Thailand. So you take that concept of a marketplace um, with efficiency and price transparency and quality, and you try to mash that into our U.S. healthcare system, it's a challenge. Well, I, I, right now, insurance companies it's their motive for everything to be as expensive as possible because they get a percentage of it. So they don't yeah. give a shit either. Well, they're taking a piece. Right? And so they what, get a percentage. So they want yeah. it to be more expensive. Yeah. Well, where it's, it's actually, um, so we're, it, you know, the whole thing is about misaligned incentives. Mm -hmm. Employees are not, people are not incented to find quality, low, you know, lower cost care because it doesn't hit them in the pocketbook yet. If it does, they're, they're on it. And then there are not tools that help them. The um, payers are, you know, lack innovation. They're slower to innovate in these areas. And um, and they try to make up, frankly, margin um, from the government programs, which is squeezed, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Medicare and Medicaid. Um, and then you have the providers who are very happy with the fee-for-service environment because that is how they've done things. And that's how, you know, they're able to cover you know, their costs and expenses. And so when you see high costs, a lot of it is because the health systems are just not, they don't know the prices, right? You go and have a surgery, they can't tell you the surgeon costs X, the facility costs Y, right? The anesthesiologist and so forth. And our platform is sort of the, um, uh, I call it the Tesla uh, packager of a healthcare episode, right? So you can go online and buy a $50,000 car and you know, all the components and you have options and then there's a discount for bundling, right? And you get a great quality vehicle. In our healthcare system, you can get a price. Sometimes it's called a bundled contract and usually is at the, we're going to do your hip for 25K, but you know, we'll go figure out the, how do we break that up later, right? We'll bundle and unbundle that price. The real way to do it is to know cost accounting right? Go in and know your prices and to be able to do a direct cash pay. So what if you could pay for a surgery between, a, let's say, an employer, which is what our, our um, platform does, between an employer and a health system and say, we know we're going to just, when the surgery's done, the anesthesiologist gets $1,000, the surgeon gets their couple thousand facility, and we can actually just direct pay the, once somebody leaves. So general marketplaces are, I mean, about as fundamental to capitalism as they get. I mean, right. they, I mean, they've existed since commerce existed. 
Now, with that, any marketplace is, is that is vibrant is known, yeah. meaning like, you know, the Romans knew where their marketplace was for seafood or for whatever. And, you know, like that continued. So one of the th- I would think one of the challenges that you guys have is getting people to try to potentially look at doing something different yep. than the way they've done it. Is that a challenge that you're having to overcome? Yeah, absolutely. And it's a nascent market right now. Um, a lot of pilots. Um, but our, our big, um, challenge is, uh, really trying to, to get folks to think on a broader scale about this market. And there are innovators out there and the early adopters, and those are the ones that we're working with. Um, so we're working with a, a large health system right now. They actually get it. They have a strategy that says we're going to direct contract with employers. We see this Walmart thing going on, this Haven thing, right? We see what Boeing's doing, and uh, they're 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 thinking about the land um, and the world after fee for service. What is it? Well, and they like? and they actually want to get paid. They want to get and paid. they can cut the insurance middleman out. Well, so there you go, right? And I spent most of my career in payer land, so it's an interesting thing to be on the t- side of the table that says, well, I can help payers. We can help you do this. You've got to get out of your own way and scale these kind of, you know, value-based programs. Um, otherwise, you're going to get fired. Yeah. Right? So one of the things in this, and I'm sure you guys had to figure this out too. So I've always, uh, anybody that wants to start a marketplace, mm-hmm. regardless of what it is, it could be classified ads. And that was my example. Years ago, I got tired of getting kicked off of classified advertising sites for promoting my other websites. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to build my own. And I built a, a couple of really cool classified sites and all of a sudden I learned a really hard lesson and that's mm-hmm. that people don't stay long in empty marketplaces. Yeah. So anytime you're, no matter what you're doing, you have to figure out a way to populate said marketplace. Right. How did you guys go about going from the, because the empty marketplace is real. I compare it to that, uh, to midnight on a Friday night, if people walk into a bar and it's empty, they just turn right back around and leave. Right. I know that because I used to be a doorman at a bar and I watch it happen in places, but you know, so, but the same thing occurs on websites. If you go to, you go to, you want, we keep mentioning a knee surgery, you go on knee surgery providers and there's one provider in there. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you overcome that? Yeah. I mean, that's the same thing in uh, medical tourism, right? You have to have a a many to many approach where there's a, a volume there that there's choice. Um, so, you know, frankly, the way we're starting is we're, we're really targeting the the markets where there are these programs already started. Um, uh, but, but the longer term vision is to create uh, a network, um, of these surgery centers of excellence, if you will, and offer them up on our platform. And so do you guys Um, only do surgeries right now? Um, well, you know, look, it's, if, uh, it's, 36% 36% of an employer's spend is surgery. It's a big chunk of okay. their spend. $700 billion industry, $200 billion of waste in that industry. And it's just, you know, it's a, it's a place where you can have the biggest cost savings okay. impact. Yeah. So, and, and I think it's also that's something that is, is a little more planned than people think. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right. Is that it's, right? Because like if you, you yeah. couldn't do it for emergencies, because no yeah. one, like you mentioned, your kid breaking an arm, you know, like, well, let they're me not see always what the, the best market place. If I could drive four hours exactly. away to take They're not him always to, yeah. elective, but they're planned. They're planned. Yeah. Correct. They're well, planned. most are. Yeah. yeah. So if you look at the, you know, the big spend for employers, these high cost procedures, and particularly for an employer that has, um, 
uh, employees that are doing maybe some manual work and so forth where they have repetitive injuries for um, or back pain, which is a huge industry. Frankly, if you want to guide them to therapy, which our platform would do, therapy first, then figure out, can they do this in the outpatient environment? If not inpatient, okay, inpatient, where's the best place for you to go? And it could include travel. So um, so the surgery was really a great place to start because you could, we could save 25 to 50% on some of these procedures. There's a 200 to 300% um, variation in cost in the same geographic location. So you can, in Dallas, get a, a knee um, surgery, total knee for 45K, or you could get one for 20K, right? So these costs are just really variable. And so there's no mechanism, there's no mechanism to shop, frankly, unless you're motivated. So to. historically, because companies have been uh, self-insured for quite a long time, that's not necessarily new, right. but how did they do this in the past? They just, they're, they really struggled with this optimization? Yeah. I mean, they were looking for their, their frankly, their um, partners on the benefits side. So their health insurers or their TPAs, right, to, to help them. The same with. people they would have used if they were insured. Correct. I mean, they really, they're, and so what you see is this whole industry now of packagers. Yeah. And they're, they're saying, you know, we're going to make the, the claims administration a commodity and we're going to offer a one-stop shop for all benefits. So primary care, we're going to do chronic care. We're going to help you with specialty, right? With your surgeries, we're going to help you um, with your um, telemedicine. We're going to package it in and you, you know, employer have the easy button. We're going to be one, you know, stop shop for all of your health benefit needs. And that's because we failed to package it for the employer who's forced to figure out how to put these pieces together themselves. You mentioned something earlier about the expedience of, is that a word? Expedience. It yeah. is now. Mm -hmm. Of pain. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. you know, cash, I mean, the cash flow is the lifeblood of any business. Yep. It doesn't matter if you're a development company or a medical company. Is that something that you that that you guys are attempting to improve yeah. too? Like, hey, because I figure you mentioned that for a reason. Yeah. That's a pain point. It's huge. Yeah, you know, I think the um, you know the the physicians and facilities are are fairly used to um, a delayed payment from the insurance companies. Then they that can go be through really significant. Right. You're talking it about can. fifty thousand dollar knee surgery. Absolutely. You might do two of those a day. Now, in in in, um, in their defense, I think pairs have gotten better at doing, you know, making those payments. However, um, the way we can facilitate discounts, right? How do you get to that 25 or 50% savings? There's a couple of levers. One is driving volume to a provider. That's interesting, right? So now I'm filling up my empty slots and I've got volume coming in. The second is if you can take away administration, then I, I, I'll give you another extra discount. Sure. Right. So those together. So our um, the way we've architected the platform, you know, sort of going back to our medical tourism routes is we could facilitate in a perfect world, cash pay world, a transaction between a uh, self-insured employer who has their money set aside for their employee health and basically pay directly once the procedure is finished. I know All of the components, not just one 25K paycheck, but what if we could allocate to the, all the people involved in the surgery? So I know what my next business idea is. We are going to do nothing but knee replacements here in Kansas City. We'll do yours first as an experiment. Yes, and we'll charge you a lot of money. And we'll only charge, say, 15000 mm -hmm. 
for my knee. No, so. you're, we'll do yours for free. Thanks. Yeah. And then we'll go to Walmart and we'll do knee replacements only for Walmart. We'll yep. fly everybody to Kansas City. Yep. We'll do all their knee replacements here. I think they have a lot of door greeters and I think they need knee replacements. Yes. Awesome. So yep. yeah, we're, we're going to do all of them right here. Well, I mean, that's what they're doing. And it's going to be super high volume. We're just going to run them through. Yeah. So first off, 15 grand a pop. I need to let everyone know I am actually not in the market for a knee surgery because <laughs> I feel like that I'll get like multiple messages after this comes out. I'll get a couple LinkedIn like, hey, I heard you were looking for a knee replacement. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not. I okay. mean, I, I am seeking a brain transplant uh. or maybe a full body transplant. If when mm. it, when you add the category that will allow me to, I don't down... know if you're the right co-founder for me. Then I need a guy who needs a knee replacement. What, what does that have to do with the founding team? <laughs> so, so, Linda, you're, you're from Denver, right? I I live in Denver. I've, uh, I'm originally from Maine. And your company's from Denver. Our de our company's yeah. from Denver. Well, welcome to Kansas City. Yeah, thank you. And you're here as uh, let's talk about Launch KC for a second because this is something we've been um, we've you know so many people are trying to get their business started. It's you guys are at a at a, at a stage that's a little more advanced than you know a concept. Mm -hmm. But what made you apply to launch KC? Like, what was the draw? What was your experience with, with that? And like, I mean, any words of encouragement for those that seek that stuff? Because I think yeah. there was, I mean, you had a triple digit number of people that applied and you were one, I think six. Yeah, one Is six, it six? Yeah. Six total. Yeah. Uh, I have to tell you. And congrats, um, by the way. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, it was a tremendous opportunity um, when you're in this phase of a company, um, particularly with Spoke Health. Uh, you know, we don't have investors who are healthcare experts. So um, it was our strategy to find a partner and investors who are, you know, really strategic and understand the healthcare industry and our, our connectors. If you look at uh, Nutera Capital, uh, they actually have a portfolio of companies that are um, part and parcel and very adjacent to what we do that, you know, value health um do a little promo for them, uh, you know, build surgery centers. They have a focus factory approach to surgeries. And um, so this whole um, uh, you know, sort of portfolio under Nutera was really attractive. Um, and the program itself was unique in the level of investment um, and attention from Kansas City as well as from, um, you know, other key stakeholders in Kansas City. And I think it's impressive the amount of um, effort uh, that has gone into this program. And we were really um, excited. Look, Denver's a huge healthcare tech market. It's a lot more competitive, yeah. um, fragmented. Uh, and so the race there for capital is a little different. And uh, we just sort of found a, a real great place here in Kansas City. And, and you know, we, we think there's some long-term opportunity here. If you want to check out LaunchKC, you can go to launchkc.org. It's that simple. And then they're coming out with new... Uh, verticals. You know, one of the things that I, I can't, well, first off, and also let's give a shout out to Jeremy over at Nutera Capital. So yeah. that's a, um, and, and Jeremy, thank you for what you're doing because uh, it means a lot. I've seen how much this has meant to the companies you guys are supporting and just bringing people here to KC. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, to give a little background, Nutera Capital, they're, it's a, they're a, they're a fund and they invest in health tech. Yep. So, I love the way so K, Launch KC pivoted. They in prior years, you're you would have gotten a grant, yeah, which is useful. But I feel it's nowhere near as useful as the way they pivoted it. And they found so they found these top level partners in your case 
someone that has a vested interest, they, that's smart money. Yeah. They have other companies, funds, things, people, and they made an investment in your company, not just a grant. So they actually have a vested interest on some level with everyone that they're participating with. And I would think if done well, that leads to, it's an easier path to future Absolutely. investment too. Absolutely. It allows a little um, dating before you get married. Yeah. And um, there's a, a very big incentive for Nutera and a you know shout out to Jeremy and, and the team there as well. Um, but they they really have studied our business. Yeah. Um, and uh, we were one of the uh, I think uh, Jeremy will say we you know they looked at us really really hard. Um, I think I demoed to them three times in a week or two weeks because they were just fascinated with what we were doing and they really understand and took the time to understand um, and uh, and really get where we are in our cycle. Um, and so that, that had huge value for us. Right. Yeah. Matt, do you like, do you like that pivot they made? Like rather than a grant, like, Hey, here's some smart money. Here's oh, I love money. it. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. it's just such a better. And they partnered with some great companies to kind yeah. of lead and, you know, hopefully Nintero can help you guys with go to market strategy and partnerships yes. and stuff like that. And yeah. like all the ones that were in black and beaches stuff, like they were doing Amazing. partnerships with black and yeah. beach and like mvps and proof of concepts yeah. and this and that and whatever and it's like that's amazing and then yeah. nbkc yeah. is the yeah. fintech okay. and they got yeah. a couple more and you know i can't talk about which ones they're coming out with but you know this is something you want to keep your eye on if you're listening because this even though it's called launch kc it's not just a kansas city program half the people that Half of the companies that were in the clean tech vertical are in San Francisco. We visited yeah. them. We've already published podcasts about them. Yeah, the, these accelerators make so much more sense. Like, you know, TechStars is, is cool, but it's, you get just, it's kind of generic help, right? right? So this is cool that it's like, yeah. they're almost like strategic partners. Right. That can really help and, move. And you mentioned company. that thought out part of it. Like, that's yeah. the thing. Like some of these things, and, when, and you know, I don't want to say, look, anything you can get into that puts you around in an environment of winning and innovation and helping you move stuff forward is a big win. But the specificity of these things is really strong yep. because they're tailor making things like they literally treat your class like it's different. Like yeah. we have had meetings and and by the way, they went out and, and they did a lot of work ahead of time trying to find partners like full scale. So we're the official development partner of Launch KC and we gave a $10,000 credit to every cohort that's yeah. been approved. And, you know, just think about that. I mean, that's 10 grand you might have spent somewhere and it takes time and effort and all this stuff to negotiate those deals and get all this stuff set up and do a whole lot of things. And I think the folks at Launch KC will be the first per people to tell you right now that they're they're learning every day yeah, a whole lot. Yeah. And it'll just keep getting better. And I, I hope that more things and accelerators pivot towards that because I think that the grant mentality is is great. But I just think it could be improved. Yeah, yeah especially in, in our situation, you know, we have uh, really three three core people on our team. I'm the token healthcare person, and uh, uh, you know, it, it's always fascinating to me. You have you know a couple people in a room who are going to transform healthcare, but don't know the industry, right? Sure. So, um, and so to have the mentorship, um, the focus, we can ask the stupid questions in a safe environment. They understand what we're going through um, in our, our stage of, um, of maturity. And, uh, and so it's been a great combination, not only just from Nutera and Don Peterson, our um, entrepreneur in residence and been a great um, coach for us as well, but from each other. 
And uh, you would think that you put a room full of companies together, one, you know, for uh, tracking cold and flu and uh, a mindfulness uh, solution for opioid addictions. And you put us all in a room, you would think we're not related, but ultimately we all have something in common. We have helped each other out tremendously. So that's been great. And you talk about that thoughtfulness too. None of the companies that any of the groups are like competitors. Like right. they're complementary mm-hmm. of each right. other. Like we had the folks from Med Zero in here. Yep. Um, and they just they're and I know you've met them. I'm actually going to lunch with them after we record this. Um, but you know, that was Matt, that's the um they helped the financing of the deductible stuff. Right. And, you mm-hmm. know, like that, I mean, you talk about they're solving a, a very similar, but, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Like come back in three years yeah. <laughs> or two yeah. years and whatever. And that's that's what I think is so fun about getting people in winning environments. Like we do these sweet and great events where we bring entrepreneurs, investors and influencers together into a room and we, we're like, hey, have fun. Yeah. You know, like yeah. go, go to a concert. We're going to WWE on Friday, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Right. But you know, it's, but it's I'm interesting. Gonna body slam you. Uh, good luck. Yeah. You're going to, then you're going to need a knee. You're going to need a knee and yeah. a back after that. Cause I am, I'm a big kid. If you can body slam me, I'm all for it. I'd like, <laughs> all right. If you want to see Matt, try to body slam Matt. That'd be the good name of an episode. Matt body what, slams Matt. What is that called? Where like, I get up on the in the corner and I jump off and like land on the table and then hit you with a chair. Like I don't remember. It's what called I, yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's what yeah. we're gonna do on Friday. It's called night. awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be great. Yeah. So um, you know, some there's something redeeming and um satisfying about watching a grown man in tights throw another man through a folding table. I don't know what it is. It's like yeah. It's a Friday night for sure. Yeah. And yeah. it's on national TV for like the very first time in their first contract. So yeah, it's funny. We've had a good time uh, doing goofy stuff like that. Like we did a two-day event at a rodeo. They had a rodeo in town, so we did the startup roundup, and okay. like that, um, you know, we invited early-stage startups. We got a couple investors to stop by and just different stuff like that. And you know, these are the things. Is that's why they were use the term incubator or accelerator because these kind of collisions are important. Yeah. It, just get and get your business out there and around other people. So. Yeah. So startup body slam. Yeah. So there you go. Boom. That's a new one. Boom. Shakalaka. So. Yeah. The problem is, is I don't even need to market that event because enough of us are like, are, uh, are, are uh, we're, we're uh, lowbrow enough to want to just go automatically. Well, you've been asking me to go to all these different events. I'm like, eh, whatever. Celine Dion. It's a yeah. monster, and I'm like, W-E, monster yeah. truck. Yeah. Monster trucks are okay, but they're not that great when they're in a small arena. Yeah. It's like too you loud. Got, well, it's not that. They need some room to get moving so they can jump really high and crush even bigger things. You got to go to a football stadium for that. Yeah. Speaking of things that should be occurring in your local arena or football stadium, it's time to play mixtape the game. Oh, yeah. Have you played Mixtape before? I have not. You're about to. Okay. So if you want to check it out, go to mixtapethegame.com. I have pulled a card out of the Mixtape deck. I'm going to read a scenario. We are all going to answer with a song that comes to mind, and then we will vote. You may not vote for yourself. You are eight years old. You're riding shotgun next to your dad, and he cranks the volume, and this song comes on. Mm, I know I'm supposed to name a song, but like my dad, all right, my dad doesn't, well. I'm going to go with Queen 
We are the champions. Uh, did your da- did Dave used to listen to that? Oh yeah, he's hardcore classic rock. And you know, I know I'm getting old now when I listen to classic rock. You know, you're getting old when the music <laughs> when the music from your, being in high school is on classic rock. When you're in Kansas City and you listen to 101 The Fox, you're officially yeah. So I'm gonna old. I'm gonna lose with this answer, but my dad just did not listen to music. My yeah. mom did, but my dad would like crank up NPR. Yeah, I listen like, to that too. Hey, I, I know, had I had Lawrence yeah. Lawrence Welk. So my father would make us sit in front of the TV when I wanted to watch, you know, Mutual of Omaha Animal Kingdom. Oh, yeah, I forgot Remember about that. that show? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And he would That was back when then, we had three channels. Linda. Oh yeah. And then yeah. he would change the channel and be like a one and a two and three and it would be <laughs> Lawrence Welk. So that was my Sunday nights. Do you have a specific song? You know, I think it would be uh, Frank Sinatra, uh, sort of New York, New York. Mm. So my dad uh, loved to go to Vegas. So, okay. And listen yeah. to New York, New York. And listen to New York to anything Frank Sinatra. Okay. So. Now, if this was a mom question, I would have a whole list because it's funny yeah. when when my wife made me watch Mamma Mia, I knew all the songs because my mom raised me listening to ABBA. Oh, that's good. And my wife was like, wait, how do you know all the songs? I'm like, these were other songs before they were in this movie. And then she was like, how old are you? I'm like, old. I'm getting old. All right. My... Well, where's your vote? I, I know I, I've thrown myself under the loss bus here and I have a winning streak going too, but I feel like the integrity of the game is what matters here. You, you so don't even have an answer. I'm literally saying NPR and dad, why didn't we <laughs> listen to more music? Like why dad? Why? My dad listens to a lot of these and episodes. NPR now. is not a song. It is I know, not a but song. we not a song. All right. You know, if my Limp Bizkit no, all right, is wait, a song. wait, 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 it is not actually, <laughs> it is not. All right. So you know what? If my dad had to pick one song that he would, it would have been the Notre Dame fight song. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. There okay. you go. Well, I got to vote the for Notre her. Dame fight song. I got to vote for her. I knew yeah. I wasn't winning this the moment I read the, the deck, so uh, I'll vote for Linda too. Congratulations! Thank you. Do I All win right. something? Yeah, you win a mix. You win your own version of uh, mixtape. Excellent. We need to take a picture of that because yeah. Joel, Joel Johnson brought by. All you these also have to decks. throw your egg at the stack and knock. No, one. Oh, do oh, not I could do that. that. Stop. <laughs> I could totally do that. We mentioned. Okay, yes, please. We mentioned the egg. I'll give you two of them if you do it. All right. Oh. For, right. for no, you're Challenge. not. No, no, Matt, this isn't the fucking state fair. Jeez. You, by the way, His the OCD thing that Matt, will not allow this to happen. No, I just don't want to deal with this. And by the way, the thing I haven't told you is I super glued all those together. So oh, it's so like, it's, it like comes in one truly big. like the state uh, fair. With the you, actually, you actually can't win. Okay. You got the craggle. I out. want the teddy bear. It's a craggle. Yeah. You know, the Lego movie and the, the craggle. No, Matt. The crazy. Okay. No, no Matt. I actually just pretend to watch my children's okay. movies. I don't actually pay okay, attention right, to them. Fine. Jill was amazed that I actually did not recognize any of the songs from Frozen. Oh. I was like, yeah, do you think I was really paying attention and like watching? No. You have a chance. It's coming. Round two is coming. I know. I get it. Oh, is it really? Yeah, yeah November. Mm. Yep. Well, get ready. Yeah, so you're going to win your own, own, own mixtape deck. And by the way, Super. for those of you listening, because I think you might be interested, we Matt mentioned the egg. We ha- and we'll hold these up. So check out, hold your egg up to the to the camera. If you're watching on YouTube, you can go forward to like the 38th minute and check this out because we actually have these things to keep people from doing this. Yeah, the egg. I'm trying to get have, let people really experience this with us. Yeah. So with that, we close out our episodes now with what we call the Founders Freestyle. Right. And uh, you get to say whatever you want. So right. go ahead. 
really appreciate the opportunity. A lot of fun to be here today. And, um, you know, we're, uh, we're hoping you check out Spoke Health. Um, I think we have a, a great technology solution for healing the healthcare system and disrupting the inefficiencies uh, that you see there. So um, we, we want to work with employers who are looking to innovate and, uh, and we're willing to help their partners like payers and health systems to get there as well. So I think this is a great, great company. Glad you're in town, you know, came from all the way from Denver to be here to great um, to see what Launch KC is doing and bring companies like that. And you guys are solving a real world problem. Cost of healthcare is ridiculous. Um, I am excited to partner with you on my new startup for the knee replacement thing. Yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be big. I have a technology big. for you for that. Yeah, that's going to be good. So I'm still confused about who's doing the surgeries. Well, we're going to work on that. Um, but yeah. It's like a drive-through. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yes, wow. exactly. Yeah. Mix surgery. That's the way you know, we just line them up and knock them down. You'll probably get <laughs> like three. It comes with fries. If you can get if you can get an audience at SoftBank, you can probably get like half a billion dollars of yeah. funding for your drive. Yeah, we'll do this at WeWork. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Come in and we chop your leg off and put a new oh, knee. That's a good way to use the buildings, man. Yeah. Now I want to point out that you have yet once again truly maximized your freestyle. Yeah, yeah. So no, I think what they're doing is awesome. So I agree. Thanks. That's great. Uh, before I, I close this out, once again, brought to you by FullScale.io. If you get a chance, check out Matt's business at Stackify.com. Helps you uh, monitor the performance of your web stuff. Because everybody's code sucks. It does. And it'll even give you a grade. If anything, plug it in so you can see what your, uh, what do you call it? The app score? Yeah. Yeah. You I, might get an F plus. Is that, do you actually have a plus grade on an F? No. Yeah. I feel like that should just be like a poop emoji. <laughs> like if it's an F. That's like, what we should do. Just do a poop emoji. That's the world we live in now. Everything's Your emojis. code equals poop, poop. emoji. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I wanted to use some of my freestyle to call out Matt's other business. Oh, thank you. But really, in the end, I want to, uh, and I've said this for most of the folks that have been here associated with a local accelerator or, or something. Check this stuff out, people. You're everyone that I talk to when I go out and play, they're, they're trying to get something started. They're trying to do something. But then I ask them what they're doing about it, and they just seem to be sitting on their hands. Yeah. Uh, activity breeds sales is what I say. Like the more prospecting you do, the more, the, you know, like theoretically, uh, if you buy more tickets, you might have a better chance of winning the prize. I mean, and that's just what it kind of comes down to. There's a reason the NBA draft gives more little ping pong balls to the worst teams. They, you know, the more irons in the fire, how many cliche and different sayings can I put in this? But the main thing is, is just like, get out there and do something, make it rain dude i'll fire the money gun here in a minute but yeah but the whole point is is you know that i mean how bad do you want it and you don't have to sit down and fill out 400 applications in a day take a big task and break it down you can if you apply to four accelerators a day for a month you've applied to 120 different things that can move your business forward and that you could probably do that in 30 minutes a day so is you getting your stuff moving worth that kind of time? Maybe play less Nintendo or whatever. What do the kids play these days? Candy Crush. Whatever. Minecraft. Yeah, Minecraft. but put, you know, put your phone down or, you, or use Fortnite. it. Fortnite. Or use it Fortnite. to do something I'm useful. I'm busy doing Fortnite dancing. 
Is that a thing? Uh, you yeah, make your dudes dance in there, or your players that's dance? That's like the whole reason guitar you play hero. the game. Yeah, yeah it's guitar hero. There are legi- there's a like whole generation of kids now that have learned to dance because of Fortnite. You have so many things to learn. Dude, I'm actually doing things that are moving me towards my goals, and I know I'm not going to be an eSports world champion, so I just don't even try. Well, if you do more dancing, you would need that knee replacement faster. And then I could drive through McWatson's. Yes, and get your knee replacement. (laughs) With some fries. For 15 grand. Right. Yeah. And you get fries. Yep. If any of you would, if any of you would like to comment on the viability of Matt's drive-through <laughs> knee replacement, you can. Uh, you know what? I don't do this often. Just email him, Watson at FullScale.io. <laughs> I think that he's really trying to move forward with this and would love your impact or love your uh, input. Yeah. Anyway, in your knee. See you next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCorsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.